Welcome to Rich Conversations. Right now I'm on a walk, walking through the park. I'm gonna walk under Lakeshore Drive here. They just cut the grass this morning, so it, it smells great. You know that buzzing sound? What is that buzzing sound you hear in the summer? Insects? It's not the cicadas, it's something else. Speaking of those cicadas, those things are huge, aren't they? Uh, I noticed some, they planted some new trees, so that's pretty cool. Planting trees, I'm very pro planting trees. So now we're gonna walk through the tunnel. Listen, the acoustics are so different, aren't they? It's so fun, it's so fun, all the different sounds. A lot of spiders in here, like a lot of spiders. Oh, we got a new, something I really like. Is that there's, a, there's always like a new, there's new artwork in the tunnel. It kind of reminds me of my, my grandma's cellar, all the cobwebs and stuff. We used to go down there and find salamanders and toads. And... Oh yeah, look at these spiders. Wow, an inch long. The biggest ones are like an inch long. Wow. <laughs> That's something you'd see on, on like Reddit like a subreddit that's like WTF, look at all these spiders. So I'm walking to the lake right now. It's, it's Thursday morning, so the week is almost done. What I try to do, I used to do this in, in college, is schedule my week really intense Monday through Thursday. And then it's like the weekend Thursday night. That's what I try to do. So we're uh, almost done with the week here, which is fun. Something that's on my mind, if you listen to our last episode with Homo Deus, the book, is like thinking about the future and really thinking about technology and how we interact with it in our lives and how there's so much information out there. Uh, there's a quote in the book that's like, ah, uh, no, where was it? Well, in the book, they do mention, this is like two separate things, but uh, in order to have power back in the day, you would conquer other people to get their physical resources. But to have power today, it's about like data and information and having that. That's what power is today. And so like the physically conquering stuff for resources, it's very archaic and primitive. That strategy or way about going things. But a way in order to... So the second part is that... of what I'm saying is that information used to be a survival tool, like the news, right? But now the survival approach is to not pay attention to information and the news because it's just flooded. It's so overwhelming that it's ineffective in your personal life, like to actually make decisions. So you have to, in the 21st century, be very, very deliberate 
and what you consume, what you do, what like what you're posting, like all of this matters. And I think a lot of people today, especially if you're around my age, you know, like millennials or younger, that's what we're going to have to confront the rest of our lives. And right now, it seems like people are mishandling this way of life. And uh, they're not stepping back and really being intentional about everything. And so this, this brings me into kind of what, what I've been kind of doing and thinking, mixing like reading Homo Deus and taking away notes from that, like mental notes and things that I experience and see. One of my favorite parts about writing uh, our second book, Millie Moves to the Farm, is I would just sit down with my grandma and just listen. I would ask her questions, but she, uh, <laughs> but she talked. She talked a lot. Um, and w- what I found, so we're trying to come up with this this character for the children's book, Millie, and we're going to base it off of her and her life and how she looked, and so. All she has is like two shoeboxes of photos. And those photos are like some of her as a kid and her parents. But then, you know, she looks on the back and the date's not on there and who is it? And like, there's all these questions, but that's all she has. And it's like, wow, I, I would like more information about my family and and what life was like and, and what they did and what they, they did for fun and how they interacted with the world and what was important to them. I know nothing of that. And it is what it is, but it's interesting. So a lot of the things that I do <laughs> and post and record and, and organize aren't necessarily for you or myself they're for they're for like grandchildren that don't even exist that aren't even like anything so it's like for people in the future in a way it sounds ridiculous but that's kind of where my head is at like how do we live our lives in a way that's true to ourselves and capture that essence digitally and save it and organize it so that people in the future can access it and know who you were. That's what I'm really curious about and that's a driving force of everything that I do. So while, while you're listening to these podcast episodes or you're watching YouTube videos, you should check out our YouTube channel by the way. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. We're... Uh, it's, it's a different audience than, than the podcast. Um, and it's so organic. That's what I love about it. So the, the podcast is more word of mouth. And the YouTube is 
like a search engine because it's owned by Google. So people find your stuff by typing in things, right? So we, we did a, a three-part series on Giannis, the biography. And part one is like within a week and a half, it became my most popular video because so this is really interesting. So you break down, you can see all the analytics and the data and it's the YouTube browse feature that's propelling this video uh, that's putting, it's YouTube is seeing what people like and then they try to put content in front of the people that they think they'll like, right? Uh, so it's interesting to see this the, the views on this video kind of shoot up compared to all the other ones. That, that like data and everything is so interesting to me. Uh, it's, it's just really, it's really interesting. Um, but going back to, what was, that, what was I even saying? I don't even know. Oh, so I put stuff on the podcast and YouTube, but I also do other recordings that never see the light of day not like different takes of things but just kind of thoughts reflections I record my ideation sessions which usually happen on Thursdays Thursday nights kind of uh, what I do in these ideation sessions I, I go in front of my whiteboard so I'm got a big eight-foot whiteboard in our apartment <laughs> and uh, I think about the week I think about Okay, what, what did we try to do this week? Did we do it? How can we do it better? What ideas do we have that we want to work on? What do we have to do to make those reality? It's just ideation, a lot of brainstorming, a lot of, but also problem solving and looking at things objectively. That's what's cool too about YouTube is you can like look at the numbers and like all the information and kind of make judgments on it but at the same time too there are other things that cannot be recorded say someone's appeal like a thumbnail image of a video and its attractiveness to someone's eye you can't measure that like you can't and that's what's interesting about when I think about science and data and evidence, there are so many things that we cannot measure. So it's like, how do you, in the future, will we be able to measure that? If you look at like an ESPN GameCast of a, of a game, right? Say Bucks Suns, and at halftime, it says that Phoenix has a 76% chance to win this game, right? Well, then in the third quarter, that percentage changes. But it's, but it's like what individually, say a player all of a sudden goes on a shooting streak and is on fire, right? Like you can't measure inside that player what motivated him or what, what's going on in his head to be able to perform that way. So there's these limitations with the data that I'm very curious about, right? So as we, 
And this is something I think often about, is that while we hear the word data and analytics all the time and making decisions based on that information, there's so much more information that we don't have. So it's like, how do we capture that other information as well? Futuristic kind of stuff. No, it's not because it's like right now, right? It's an interesting world that we live in. And if you look at the 20th century, all the events that happened, all these inventions and, and like technological progress, what is the 21st century going to look like, right? I'm, it's fascinating. It's not going to be boring. And you've seen all the the wars and conflicts. And what does that look like in the 21st century? We're very fortunate, at least I'm very fortunate, that I'm living in the most peaceful time in human history. And I, I see people on social media, I overhear people on a daily basis talk about how bad the world is. And I I feel that these people lack perspective and understanding. And they're ungrateful in many ways. I remember when 9-11 happened. I was 13. And I had all these dreams and aspirations. And I remember that happening. I remember my mom was working in the garden that day. And so I was was home after, after the attacks happened. I remember being in the garden and thinking like, oh, here, here we go again. Because I've been, you know, I know about wars and history generally at age 13. And it's like now it's my time to go fight. Hopefully I live. Hopefully I survive. But I was 13 and the draft is at 18. So it's like, well, maybe in five years I won't have to go, right? Or and I'm thinking about my little brother too who's six at the time. It's like, what about him? Like, I don't want to lose my brother in something that I didn't do, that I didn't control, that I didn't contribute to. We don't have to think about that, right? So then, you know, we didn't have to have a draft or go to war. Well, we went to a war and now it's kind of coming to an end now, right? But... We live in a very peaceful time. Will it always be that way? I don't know in the 21st century. But I am concerned about... So in this book, Homo Deus, it talks about how you can hack humans. Humans are hackable. And companies and media like have figured that out. So you have to work constantly on developing a strong mind to be resilient to everything that wants your attention, to everything that wants to tell you how things actually are. You have to be mentally strong. And and oftentimes people... It's very divisive right now, isn't it? It's very concerning. And I think if we're all a little mentally stronger we'd be better off. People do stupid things when they're scared. 
They live in fear. That's very dangerous. It's very dangerous when people make decisions and behave out of protecting their egos. So a lot of things I talk about are about reducing one's ego because when you do that, you're open to the world and the world kind of comes to you. You're not scared. You're willing to learn and grow. That's how you grow. You don't grow when you're closed off. Um, So I think there's a lot of interesting things in the 21st century and, and Homo Deus is a great introduction to that. It's very cold and, uh, and sobering, but it can help you adjust your mind and prepare uh, for the world. <laughs> You're some far out ideas a little bit, but I mean, you can see where all this is going in a way, or you can attempt to see as a human, you know and prepare yourself and your family and loved ones. And uh, I think it's important to document one's life in an intentional way so that you can share who you are as a person with people down the line. And it represents who you are, kind of what you believed in, what the world was like, and your experience within it, what mattered to you most. I think that's... uh, something worthy to spend the time to do so thanks for listening and have a wonderful weekend